Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. Welcome, guys, to episode 35. Um, cheers, everyone. Yeah, cheers. Yushan, you have a nice glass of whiskey to celebrate. It's 10 o'clock here in the morning for me, so I'm... I mean, um, let's 11 go. p.m. here. I'm not drinking, yeah. but Yushan can enjoy his glass of whiskey. You should for be. Me. You now, should be. what I want to know is, why are we celebrating? Like, what's the significance uh, of this episode? A couple of reasons. Couple of reasons, Con. Number one, uh, good health and prosperity. Yeah, so it's a good one. <laughs> uh, number two, more importantly, this will be our final episode of 2022. Um, we have successfully recorded. This is is this our 34th or 35th? 35. Yeah, episode 35. We have successfully recorded 35 episodes over the period of one year. Mm-hmm. Or just under eleven months. Yeah, um, and it's been a it's been a ride, mate. Right? It it's has. obviously still going. We're going to have a lot more, but we just wanted to take a time to kind of just pause and reflect. And we talk about that all the time, just pausing and reflecting. And so we're going to do exactly that for the podcast and kind of look back at this last year. Um, Absolutely, so this this journey and this venture that we decided to get ourselves onto and obviously connor has a bit more podcasting experience than i did at the beginning i mean i was completely new to it other than like a few interviews that i did on a few uh podcasts where i was guessing but i've never done anything like this on my own and i've definitely learned so much from just talking to you man uh and you know listening to myself and you know preparing for these podcasts and being i guess open and brave enough to kind mm. of delve into um, a lot of these topics that we've gone into, which have been quite sort of juicy yeah. uh, points, controversial, um, big topics, you know, but then more importantly, like just the fucking guests we've had on, man. Yeah. They've been unreal, like yeah, learning from mental. them and just listening and listening to their stories and learning from what they have to say and sharing experiences with them. It's been a hell of a ride. Mm. Um just a few quick numbers for you. We've yeah. uh, actually you've got the numbers in front of you. I'm going to go with my favorite one is the fact that we've we've um, reached 24 different countries. That's like correct. that's mad. There's people all over the world, um, and because we like talk about different countries and stuff as well. And mm. obviously, the guests that we've had on have been quite sort of spread around the world a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to see like. Um, we've got 24 different countries or people from 24 different countries listening um, and tuning in and, and, you know, from different backgrounds and yeah. different experiences and all, all listening to to our voices, which is pretty cool. But yeah, you've got the full figures. So like, I don't know if you want to run through that a little bit. Yeah, we'll go through a little bit. I don't want to bore the people, but, um, you know, because I, I guess <laughs> ultimately the reason we were sharing this is because you guys have helped us get to these numbers. Um, and for me, you know, outside of Yushuan saying that we're now listened to in 24 different countries, which is crazy, Um, you know. So biggest number, you know, we, when we started this out, we set the goal of having 500 plays in our first year. 
Um, and we've exceeded that by <laughs> by a lot. Um, we got halfway through the year. I always thought we aimed big, but, you know. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so current total plays, um, as of this episode being recorded, uh, we're at about 1,050, um, which is mental to Jeez. me that 1,050 people have listened, downloaded um, from various different sources, uh, which is crazy. Uh, and I want to thank, obviously, everyone who listens. And our audience size, you know, we're, we're getting roughly around 30 people, sometimes even 40 people regularly come and listen to our podcasts, um, which is really exciting to, to see um, how it's grown from, you know, back this time. Well, not this this time last year, but, you know, this uh, looking at sort of January, our figures were around sort of 10 to 12 people per episode and and in the last couple of months it's now gone up um to actually a record high between october and and this today being uh 280 plays in in a single month which is mental um so the content's been good uh, and we just want to thank you guys we've also now uh we can put our podcast out on on more places so we're not just on apple Podcasts and spotify anymore we're also on google amazon music overcast iHeartRadio, Castbox, pocket casts radio public and stitcher so we're on all of the major you can't basically you just can't get away from us yeah we're always gonna be always in, gonna your be in our ears yeah <laughs> and uh so on that note that's our toast uh i'm just gonna cheers blink <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so thank you so much guys and and this is season one wait for season two we're gonna have a new little cheeky jingle wait a new for, little wait outro. for season five wait for season, wait five. For season five you know how walking dead just gets worse and worse every season well that's this we're not walking dead we're, we're not game, game of thrones either no we're not game of thrones no no, no. But well, you meant to say we're game of thrones no, I said we're, not, we're not we're not no no we're not game of thrones what are we uh we're, we're like breaking bad Breaking I think bad. I feel like that was consistent because it matured. It got, if anything, it got better. Yeah, it matured. Absolutely. Yeah, it matured over time. Um, anyway, so here's what we're gonna do in this episode. We don't really have a topic to talk about, and the reason why is because what we want to try and go over is just a review of the year, which we have done, and also uh, discuss our top five favorite episodes from the year. And We've not really prepared this, but we haven't. But I, I mean. I, want to I, I like that. almost know every every yeah. episode off by heart, to be honest. Yeah. I also want to preface this as if you are a guest, we haven't chosen you. It's not because <laughs> we hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Who's going to kick stuff off? Go on. Go to pick one episode. All right. This, so this is not in order. Um, thing is, for me, what was close to my heart, it's, it's got to be episode one as one of my top five. Um, yeah. not yeah. only is it one of the most played, uh, but it's, it's also just, I, I actually listened back to it last week before, uh, we hit the milestone of, of, you know, more than a thousand plays, uh, and one K baby. It's just, it's quite, it's quite funny because you can just tell that we, you know, we kind of didn't really prepare that much. Uh, and we didn't really know where it was going to go at the time. 
And yeah. I think what was really nice about the episode was there was no pressure to do well. And to be honest with you, you know, we're not a massive podcast and I don't ever feel pressure to record an episode or put one out. But, you know, that was our You know, first... you say that, <laughs> you say that. But to be honest, like, if I look back, uh, I remember episode, I remember episode one really clearly, like, and leading up to it and preparing for it, because I prepared a lot for it, man. Like, I had... Uh, a hot, like pages full of notes of stuff that I was going to say and I had all these things and, and sort of what I was going to say when yeah. whereas now I just come in and and you know you know you know that when it's just us two we kind of have a rough topic that we want to circle around and then when we have guests over then we kind of prepare some sort of not even questions just general sort of talking points and topics that we want to delve into and we kind of just let it flow or at least yeah. I just i don't have pages of notes anymore so it's funny you say that because actually I find the more I do this and the more comfortable I get um I guess talking to you and talking to you guys knowing that everyone's listening um the more comfortable and happy I am to just kind of uh be myself and 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 talk like how we normally talk which I think is what you guys want so yeah And and it shows I think you know our first one I don't think you could tell that we were nervous, but you could definitely tell that, you know, it. we were new to it. Rick, I mean, obviously, I wasn't Rick. super new to the game because I'd already had it, had done it before. Um, but yeah, it just... Podcast just, better of this guy. Podcast better, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's got to be episode one, just bringing it back. Uh, you know, January 14th was the first day that we posted that. And that was the first time where you and I really discussed where do we want this podcast to go? Who do we want to bring on? Um, you know, and and what do we want to discuss? Like, what do we want this podcast to be about? And I, I think, I hope, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that over the last year. Um, you know, we've shared some pretty controversial topics, um, and we've just the guests we've not been cancelled yet. We haven't been. We have. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I mean, if Joe Rogan isn't <laughs> yeah. cancelled, I don't think. I think this we'll be all very, right. A very um, good point. But yeah, I think some of the Love guests we've had on have been unbelievable uh and we'll talk a little bit maybe a little bit about at the end if we have time on uh, a couple of things that we want to discuss next year and stuff like that but yeah right let's go for it i want to hear one of your episodes okay um i resonate with that you know the first episode and actually just us talking about ourselves and um obviously introducing ourselves to the listeners but also kind of just hearing about each other like obviously we've known each other for a really long time but to hear it in that sort of setting and that format you know it was quite refreshing and a good way to kick things off I think I'm gonna go again no particular order maybe chronological order but uh our very first guest of the podcast and I don't know how we scored her as the very first guest but uh because we had Khadija Mella on um those of you who don't know and haven't listened to the episode go listen to the episode definitely do um, but Khadija is a jockey a horse racing jockey she is also the first female black muslim jockey in the uk to have won a race and she won not just anyway she won the goodwood cup um and just you know like the amount of insight that she had about the racing industry and her own personal experiences in the racing industry, obviously from a very unique position. 
you know, yeah, of someone sure. who doesn't come from a particularly horsey family. You know, her parents weren't, you know, she didn't grow up on a farm. She didn't have horses growing up and that sort of thing. Um, she quite the opposite. Like she grew up in, she grew up in London. Um, yeah. You know, she grew up in the big city. She, uh, growing up, she rode at Ebony Horse Club, which she is now a massive supporter of. And actually, I think I mentioned this last time or a couple of episodes ago but i actually went and visited visited ebony horse club not so long ago um and we did a kind of a an open day there and i met a lot of the kids there now and so many of them actually have one been heavily heavily inspired by khadija and what she's done in you know her own personal journey but also as someone who represents them you know someone who A, a, a fellow member of Ebony Horse Club and also someone who lived in the area, someone who is from the same sort of background, you know, um, kind of an outsider to the sport, um, just been influenced and inspired by that. But also, almost more importantly, how many doors she's opened for them Yeah, from her publicity and the work that she does for and with them. Um and it's resulted in obviously her riding a dream academy where a lot of uh, these young people get the opportunity to go and learn to be jockeys mm. but also you know speaking to a lot of the kids there a lot of them are actually going off to new market and and you know going into jockey training uh with the you know the horse racing society and, and becoming jockeys themselves uh largely from these opportunities that she's she's created or she's helped create which i think is just amazing and for her to come on and share that kind of insight and and uh, you know from her perspective of you know what it means to have more representation and uh, within the sport and you know what it actually feels like to enter a sport where there isn't at the moment that kind of diversity and, and representation from sort of different backgrounds and I guess backgrounds where it's not the most straightforward and an obvious thing to go into the sport. Um, I thought it was really interesting. And then for her to talk about the work that she does with Ebony. And I think that was the first time I realized like what a massive impact it had on the people and, you know, how much of a sort of haven and how important that place was for the kids you know, and the doors that are opened up, both inside and outside of the equestrian community, I think it was just just eye-opening them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And to round that off, I don't have anything else to add apart from the fact that I want to ask, how the fuck did we get her on in episode three? Because <laughs> honestly, I feel like I when, when we invited her on, I was like, okay, shit, this is, this is serious. Like, you know, she's an, she's an athlete and everyone that we've interviewed have either been a very good practitioner in their own right or a very good athlete, whether at Olympic, international, even national, recreational, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I was just, I, I, I don't even, I can't even remember what I said. I was just kind of sat there like shocked the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's like an actual, uh, yeah, she did a fantastic job. And I want to follow that up with, uh, a podcast actually um, from another inner city girl, uh, Lexi Lloyd Smith, definitely one of my favorite episodes. And she's maybe a Southampton fan, you know, she's what? 
She's made me a Southampton fan. Yeah, I've yeah, same. I've even followed Southampton on Instagram and everything. Like <laughs> I just follow them all. There. And she's doing amazingly. Um, you know, the reason why that was one of my favorites is she's just so down to earth. You know, she says it as it is, and she's had a lot of hardship. She's done so well to be where she is now. Um, she's learned a lot of lessons on along the way. Um, and she just holds herself so well. You know, she's so positive and she's already thinking about how she can pay it forwards. Um, yeah. She's not, she hardly ever thinks about herself. You know, she's so genuine. Uh, and yeah, I just want to kind of, kind of to add to that. If people, if people haven't listened to that episode, uh, Lexi Lloyd Smith is a professional footballer with Southampton. Um, originally was based in London at uh, Crystal Palace. And before that, I had stints at Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, she went over the pond uh, to basically try and get a scholarship so she could actually go to university. You know, because I think that one of the things with Lexi is that she's not just bothered about football and, and her family, but she's also very much, you know, the sort of person that wants to have everything. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you know, she wants to have an education so she can actually use that, what she learns mm. in her day-to-day -day life. Or like I said, yeah. to, pay, to pay it forwards to setting up a foundation or a football club or whatever it might be, um, you know, down where, where, where she grew up. Uh, and I think that for me is what sticks out as, as another episode that, that, really just kind of inspired me and and she, i'm just very thankful that she came on and gave us the time um the main reason why i enjoyed that episode so much is she's just so authentic she doesn't change who she uh, is and I, and, and, i mean i didn't know her prior to the podcast but like i felt i felt the authenticity you know like yeah. she's she's real she's yeah. a real one she is she is indeed and um, you know like one of the things that really stuck out to me with that episode and one of the things that to be honest really inspired me mm. um from talking to Lexi and listening to her stories and her experiences was the fact that it, I mean I don't know really how to put it but like kind of the maturity oh, that yeah. she has to be able to really successfully balance like obviously what it takes to be a professional athlete, a professional football player, and you know, bettering herself and bettering her skills and, and her abilities, balancing that with like her pride and respect for where she comes from, yeah, and her roots, uh, you know, being uh from Peckham and, and being from the inner city and, and having gone through the challenges and hardships that she has to get to where she is, but still have the pride and the love for where she comes from and then balancing that yeah with you know giving back to that you know giving back to the community and her people and and you know her family and her community and and everyone around her that you know might face the same struggles and the same obstacles and challenges not just being like all right well I'm out of that like I'm just going to do me but actually also looking back and giving everyone else an, a leg up and 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 you know giving back to that community and and where where she's you know she's from and she's representing i thought that was just amazing yeah the community that gave her so much and 
as she so rightly put it, you know, her mum was so pivotal in her development and and where she is now and, and her family and her community are the reason she's where she is. She doesn't forget that. Uh, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and, you know, a good one to go to follow on from that, I think, uh, Mary Abici. Oh, bloody love Mary. <laughs> Mary Abici. You've stolen my one. We were lucky enough, sorry. <laughs> we were lucky enough to have her on for an episode. Uh, GB Squad Track Athlete. Unbelievable. Uh, Actually, you brought on, you know her bio more than I do. What's she done? Like, Commonwealth. I mean, uh, what hasn't she done is probably a better way to put there it. We go. Like, there she's we go. been, you know, she's done an undergraduate degree. She's done a master's degree. She's now still studying for a PhD in psychological research. Uh, and, and that's the biggest thing with Mary is it's not just about her sport. You know, she, as she, as she says in her in the episode she's struggled with her own mental health problems in the past and and she's she's wouldn't necessarily say overcome them but she's battled through them you know she's done so well to get where she is now um despite some of the setbacks that she's had and and that's the reason why she's decided to pursue this phd is so that she can help understand how to help people better with mental health problems and how you can make treatment better and i think that for me is yeah. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. her, her athletic feet, as you just touched on, and you were, you know, you were bang on the money, like Europeans, um, like European outdoor champs, European team champs, European indoors. Like, you know, she's a 400 meter runner, if, if you guys didn't know. Um, she's got more silverware than, than we can imagine. Oh, basically. Yeah. That's what and you're saying. Yeah. And, and anyway, I'll let you carry on. No, but I mean, honestly, like, and that's, you touched on it, the fact that, you know, behind behind all of that, you know, behind the medals, behind the athlete, behind the the PhD researcher, she came on with such again authenticity yeah. and honesty and openness to share her experiences with us and her, you know, the obstacles and the challenges that she faced growing up and felt like I, I obviously you know Mary more than I do and I. You know, didn't know I knew her in passing before she came onto the podcast, but like when she, you know, when she spoke about her her stories, her, you know, her upbringing, um, and the kind of I won't spoil the podcast too much. Like if I really highly highly recommend you guys listen to yeah, it 100%. because, um, you know, listening to her talk about a lot of the, to be honest, really difficult situations that she'd been in um yeah. especially growing up and especially at home even and being able to one being able to overcome that but two how kind of sport and and you know track sports and athletics and, and being in that environment actually almost you know i think she said it herself um saved her yeah. from what was happening and what was at the time her reality Mm -hmm. And the fact that she'd gone from that to then being a professional athlete representing Great Britain, as yeah. well as, you know, a highly, a high achieving academic um, and so on and so forth. Like it's truly, truly inspirational. And beyond that, she's also got some really interesting and I think really insightful things to mm -hmm. say about kind of the 
climate and the landscape of you know what actually what it means um to have sort of representation in sport like having diversity um and having equality in sport and some of the problems that we're facing now you know yeah. some of the things that are unfair and things that are holding holding us back you know holding the sports back and as a as a whole and as a result holding holding us back from creating a space that's more inclusive and more equal and more fair yeah. and you know she's she was i'd say pretty outspoken about those things and yeah. a lot of these things kind of again i don't want to spoil it too much but like goes against the grain a little bit on mm -hmm. the current narrative i'd say on the sort of what we talk about we talk about sort of diversity and representation um she really you know clearly and, and like highlighted a lot of these issues and what what we could do and what we should be doing about it and yeah i really recommend listening to it yeah i, I would I completely agree with you there and that would be one of my choices as well um but i'm going to go down a slightly different route now um and actually funnily the only episode guest episode that that i recorded without you um which is oh, yeah I yeah. I know that you are you were so gutted to miss out, gutted. but we are definitely going to get her back on next year. Louisa Vargas, um, who's a PhD researcher uh, in, in qualitative research, if I'm not mistaken, uh, she's at Loughborough University, and the kind of discussion that we got into was, and she's a very big advocate of this, is um, disordered eating in in strength sports. Um, so much so that she actually published some research on it uh, called Weight on the Bar versus Weight on the Scale, which is a she's a She's a powerlifter herself, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's a long-time powerlifter. Uh, she's been lifting for a number of years. I don't know how, how much exactly. Um, and honestly, every every minute that went past in this episode, I'm like, oh, man, you shine. I, I wish you... I, I, <laughs> At, in hindsight, I wish I'd waited, but I just I couldn't. I couldn't. And uh, I don't blame you, man. Like to have her on, like I I'd, I wouldn't have been able to wait to get her on. I was just gutted. I think, what did I like have a last minute change in plan for competitions or something? Yeah, and we'd already organised to get her on, and so we were like, all right, well, let's just do it. And uh, but we are definitely going to have to get her on next year. Um, you know, she's just publishing a, I think it's actually ahead of print. So it's not actually out yet, but we do have the um, the study, which is now less talking about uh, weight on the scale versus weight on the bar. So disordered eating and strength sports and now moving into more of a kind of mapping mental health illness in athletes. Um, oh, wow. Specifically, you know, really within strength sports, which... Again, you know, disordered eating and, and mental health and strength sports are two super common areas, but not two areas that are actually spoken about and and brought to to into the limelight. And so I think she's doing, you know, she's using her love for powerlifting, her experience, and and bringing forward some of the issues that she has noticed. You know either in herself or just in p the people around her and the people that she's discussed with. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm super excited to get her back on and potentially discuss that as well. Um, because again, that's another avenue that you and I go down and we, uh, we are very open about 
you know, our mental health and, and, you know, psychology, sport, getting sports psychology help and, and so on and so yeah. forth. And I think that's just something that, that everyone can benefit from. Um, yeah. The, the, yeah. the kind of ideal that you need to be, as some people might put it, sick to go and seek help from a therapist or, or psychology is just outdated um it's silly i mean like you don't you don't need to be sick physically to look after your physical health no like being healthy looking after your well-being is something completely different from being ill you know yeah absolutely and it's exactly the same in mental health you know yeah um even if you think you have get her back i agree and i think she's gonna she'd do a much better job of us than uh (laughs) you know, ex- um, explaining sort of mental health illnesses uh, and even kind of relating those into how does that affect, say, like recovery? How does that affect yeah. your training? Um, and and does it get worse as, as you get better in the sport, right? Because then there becomes more pressure and and you become more isolated. And, and um, this is these are some of the things that we've discussed. Uh, but... I can't, I can't wait to get back on. Guys, you should go listen to that episode, Weighing Up Disordered Eating with Louisa Vargas. Episode 12, 100%. 100%. Oh, you even remember the number. Yeah, mate. I wrote them down. You've done down. yourself. You've... <laughs> <laughs> you just make me feel like I'm really ill-prepared now. But, uh, <laughs> moving on from that to another smart cookie that we had on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually... I did mention this just now off air when you asked me what my favorite ones were, but I just remembered. Um, we had Rowan White on. Um, yes. <laughs> Rowan White, uh, go listen to the episode. She was a professional rugby player, played for Saracens, as well as represented the English squad um, under 20s, and then played, obviously, Premier Rugby for Saracens. Um, had nine concussions and as a result of that had to almost prematurely end her rugby career yeah but that's okay because she is in med school she is studying medicine I believe she's now in her final year Um, something like that but it was really insightful for me And, and I think I was able to relate to a lot of what she was saying, not because I'm as clever as she is. I didn't go to med school. <laughs> um, but the fact that, you know, she talked a lot about that sort of transition from being a professional rugby player, being a pro athlete in general, as well as um, studying and, and being like studying medicine and becoming a doctor, going from that to, having to almost suddenly leave the sport and leave mm-hmm. the kind of professional sporting world and that shift in identity and having to find and, and rediscover who you are as a person outside of the sport yeah. and how difficult that is and how much that affects people. Um, you know, we we actually recorded an episode ourselves about the the topic of identity, you know, and and kind of identity loss. And, yeah getting it kind of really mixed up with just what you do uh if whether that's sports or or your job Mm. or so on and so forth um and what do you what do you do when that suddenly disappears like what do you do when the 
you know, when the rug gets pulled from underneath you and all of a sudden you don't have that identity, you don't know who you are because all you've been has have been, you know, she, I remember her saying, you know, she was a really competitive rugby player, for example, but she had to find that in something else. Like she had to find and, and realize that, okay, like, her as a person, like Rowan is a, a competitive person and someone who wants to wants to win and wants to be better and wants to strive for more inside and outside of rugby. You know, that's not something that's limited to just the sport and just being an athlete. It's who you are as a person and having to kind of rediscover that identity and find out who you are outside of the sport when you've been in the sport and, and so consumed by it for so long. And had to suddenly leave out the back door, you know. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really insightful, and, and you know, you and I have kind of had similar experiences, whether through through injury or things like that. Um, and yeah, I, we just had a really good chat. I mean, <laughs> I remember it was it was just you know, you <laughs> I had to. I remember you just listening and being like. Wow, like I could see if it because like you weren't saying anything. I had to message you and be like, come say something. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because I you know, I, I know Rowan, I've spoken to her on, on a handful of occasions, but it's usually just in passing, you know. And so I did I felt like I couldn't really add anything to the conversation because I was just sat there so amazed at like how how she's able to kind of or how she's navigated through these difficult periods of of her life you know like you say being her her identity as as a rugby player and um and i think she also did allude to that she's had she's she's been able to kind of detach from that um in, in terms of you know yes she was a rugby player but she was also a friend and she was also um mm. you know she was also a frigging studying to be a doctor right she was a medical student yeah. is the word i'm looking for um <laughs> and, and i just i was just sat there like i mean i don't know i can't say anything like this is amazing i've literally nothing else to say um and i was obviously doing such a good job that you you, you, you did such a great <laughs> job dude such a great job and then i probably interrupted you like i always do and you know <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> um yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. I don't even have anything else. I have not say. written down the episode number if that's what you're waiting for. But <laughs> go listen to it. Next. I don't even know what episode that was. Do you want me to find out? Let me find out. I don't even know. Let me. No, they can. They can do their work. They can. They can yeah, they can. Through. Why don't you listen to episode one all the way through to <laughs> and work episode, your way up, <laughs> and then work once you found that episode. Listen, listen to, to the rest it. of them. And then keep going. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, what number am I on? Have I done two or three? I can't remember. I've, I've lost track, to be honest. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to throw a quick rogue one in there, actually, before oh, I actually Here go to episode to to. I th I'm pretty sure I've done three episodes. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um. Yeah, actually, I have done three episodes. So I want to go with the one that we just recorded that we just put out on Friday. Because I, the reason why I didn't know what sport washing was before, right? Um, that is rude. 
And that I just is very thought, good. Especially because this was it this morning I messaged you. I was like, I don't think I did a good job on that. No, I. But the thing is, I really liked it because we didn't really prepare anything, and I think it's the first time, apart from um, the episode where we discussed about current affairs in sports, where we went into transgender um, athletes mm. and, and and a few other topics. And we thought we, that was get, a heavy one. we thought we might get cancelled, but luckily we didn't. <laughs> and actually, we got some good feedback from that. And and this is the thing: is I think people appreciate, well, at least I hope they appreciate the the way that we kind of go about these episodes in not necessarily like a one sided argument, but we obviously have our opinions. And and every episode, every podcaster will will have their bias and their opinions. And one thing that I hope that we do is not just share people's stories, but also go about sharing information, even if we aren't experts from our own opinion, but also kind of talk through it, you know? And I think that for me as an episode really just, we we really did bring to light a topic that is something that people just generally don't know about. You know, it's not something that is spoken yeah. about and, and yeah. not something that's given the limelight because they just it's something that deserves to be spoken about, I think. Absolutely. Especially because this is our profession. You know, yeah. we both get paid to be in the sport world. And I'm very thankful for the opportunities and the people that it's that it's given to my life. Uh, and I want to continue to have that. And I don't want it to be changed by, you know, the... Um, the idea that it's all just ruined by money and and yeah. and um what's the word i'm looking for corruption because it's just a shame yeah. it really is it, it saddens me anyway i yeah i just wanted to touch on that one and guys if you haven't listened to that's the most recent one we've been on but quickly uh back off topic um the one with frank frank gandecki uh psychologist that I met at, at King's. Quite frank. What's that? <laughs> Quite frankly. Quite frankly, yeah. Um, I think it was amazing, just the amount of topics that we went into. Uh, you know, what what do athletes need the most help with in terms of common uh, problems? How do they handle and manage pressure, imposter syndrome? Uh, we even discussed, like, dealing with a lack of progress. Um you, that and, man and was just full of information. So, and it was easily digestible as well, you know. And I think it was also interesting you sharing your insights because you and I have had conversations in the past about the psychologist that you work with and some of the advice that he gives you. And it, it might seem simple on the surface, but really, sometimes that's what you need. You need someone to just break it mm. down and say, like, you know, have you thought about this? Like, whatever and i think um, in reality it is simple like the things that if you think about it the things that they say and the things that we need mm. um for our mind and for our psychology and our mental health like they are relatively simple things and relatively sort of simple concepts to grasp but they're always fucking light bulb moments man yeah <laughs> like like yeah. how did i not think of that and then exactly. when you start implementing it, which to be honest is the hard part, you know. Yeah, for sure. When yeah. you like start to one process it and start to understand it, and then go off and start implementing it, like that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Um, and, he, you know, the way that he discussed some of the topics, it, it was just interesting that uh, not necessarily had a different way about it, but I feel like you could talk to two different people in the same profession. And although some of the things that they say might be similar, the way that they would go about it would be slightly different. And I think that's what really stood out to me is that like, Every person that you work with is so unique, regardless of whether they are a psychologist or a physiotherapist. And we will be hopefully getting a few more guests on next year, which, um, you know, I don't want to preemptively tell you who we'd like to get on just in case they don't. But <laughs> we're reaching big. Um, let's put it that way. And, and we'll see if it pays off. But yeah, yeah. I, and I just think it's it's interesting to just hear from everyone's different perspectives, because ultimately that's really what it is 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 it, it's individualistic you know everyone could go through the same experience but have a different um have a different experience of it if you get what i mean they have a different experience of that experience does that make sense yeah yeah you know? um i mean everyone has yeah everyone perceives things a little bit differently and the things that they take away from it yeah is a bit absolutely. different from the same experience same same things happening yeah slightly off topic actually on that have you watched that new netflix movie called the swimmers about the syrian refugee swimmers i have not but i've been recommended it it's amazing watch it it's so at good the top of my list. it's so sad at the end but it's so good sad and then like happy sad bro fucking spoilers man no it's not spoilers <laughs> that's like saying that marley and me is sad we all know the dog dies Right, the dog died. Fuck it, I don't, honestly, I did not, bro. I don't, I don't know the dog died. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, if you haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, the best is the best is uh when I was talking to someone about about Narcos, you know, the Netflix series Narcos. Yes, I do. The one, you know, the one about. I don't know why uh, that took me so long to. Yeah, Pablo yeah, Escobar. Yeah. Sorry. And I said, you know, like at the end, like obviously Pablo Escobar dies, and they were like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Spoilers. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, it, what? This is real life." Like, <laughs> they spoiled it like twenty years ago. Like. <laughs> that's so funny. That's actually uh, that's anyway. actually that's actually really funny to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Speaking of, actually, no, it's not speaking of anything. I can't segue that into anything else. So uh, no. just moving on. Moving um, on. I guess bigger picture stuff. Like, I remember really clearly, like, we got Tim Harper on. Um, yeah. Tim Harper, who was the founder and, and chair of the charity Equity Sport. Um, yeah. Which was uh, unfortunately it's no longer active and um but good things have come out of it you know tim has moved on to humanitarian aid and doing big stuff amazing stuff with that but during his time uh founding and and, and starting up equity sport um you know they did a lot of different um fundraisers that led to programs for developing sporting opportunities in developing nations in people with sort of fewer opportunities and people from less privileged backgrounds like giving them the opportunities and the resources within sport and also from that and as a result of that giving them kind of more opportunities and more jobs and more means to 
look after themselves and give back to their community through sports and through the sports that they love and really kind of emphasize and, and highlight, you know, the true power, I think, of sports um, and what it means to people and what it can do for people. And so I thought that was really powerful. And just, again, the amount of insight that, that he had on, you know, the problems that we're facing with the lack of, you know, the name gives it away, the lack of equity and equality in the sport and the things that we can do and the things that we should do and the things that as a charity they are doing um, to kind of, you know, tackle these problems and uh, create a playing field that is fairer and more equal and give people the opportunities and the resources um, to you know, regardless of their background, regardless of what they have, you know, the environment they've grown up with, everyone deserves to, everyone deserves a slice of the cake, you know, everyone deserves to do what they love and be a part of, you know, what they love and, 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 and make the best out of it, you know? Um, yeah. And I thought it was just, it was a really good discussion that we had because, you know, we talked about, a lot of the kind of social and political issues within sports and we kept going back to the fact that you know there are these shared values that we hold uh regardless of you know our roles and our positions whether we're athletes we're coaches we're you know managers we work in sports governance all of those things you know there are these shared values that we've you know almost we've, we've agreed on um through whether that's through the olympic declaration or the different federations we want to promote equality you know we want a level playing field um you know we want diversity and representation we want our sports to be inclusive and kind of highlighting that in many areas and in many ways we're still lacking in those things and we don't always stay true to those values. And I think when we recorded the episode, the kind of uh, the Russian invasion on Ukraine and that sort of thing, that was just starting to kick off. Mm. And the kind of conflict between, you know, obviously the bans against Russia and, and Russian and Belarusian athletes, um, in a stance of solidarity for Ukraine versus as well, the kind of livelihoods and, and, and the fact that that was also affecting real people and people who maybe weren't involved with that at all and don't agree with that at all, you know, um, and the conflicts within that and how we have to kind of quite carefully and, and tactfully navigate through those conflicts and those you know, conflicts of interest and mm. and how we might be able to do that. And then just a lot of the bigger picture stuff, you know, how we're able to influence uh, governing bodies, how we're able to influence federations, how different federations can work together to, to promote those things, you know, promote a more level playing field, for example, like, and you know, you, I remember that episode, you gave a good example on on you know what the sport in luge does uh, the different federations sort of teaming up and working together and 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 you know pooling resources and that sort of thing um 
so yeah I, I thought that was a really and i think it's definitely worth listening to you guys like if you go to that it's agree. just a hat with with ideas and information yeah you know? The thing with Tim is he does a really good job, and I'd never met him before, of being able to put into layman's terms very complex governance, equality, and diversity problems. Um, and I think that's why I enjoyed the episode so much. You know, you're definitely more on the in the realm of ethics and diversity and equal opportunities, you know, with with the degrees that you've done and and some of the things that you've worked with, but I'm just really thankful to be brought into that space and actually sit and listen uh, and to share where I can. Yeah. And, and the but I mean, thing... I, I learned a lot from that as well. Sorry, yeah. just to, to no, no, you're that. good. But, you're good. You know, the, I, I remember the, the one thing that I took away straight away and the sort of best sort of one-liner that he said was solidarity over savior. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. the best thing we can do to, to help promote, those values and, and stay true to those values is to stand in solidarity with the people that need that rather than going with the attitude of trying to save them. Yeah. And for me, the biggest thing that stood out is um, the thing about equal opportunities, equality and diversity is we can't just play with the people that we want to. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, that's so true. Uh, but uh, People forget that, especially the people at the top, FIFA, Absolutely. IWF, and even more so than just FIFA and IWF and sporting organizations, like just government organizations as a whole, forget fuck that. It. Let's just call everyone out. Fucking <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you all. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That was a fantastic episode. Now, my last episode, because we're only going to do top five. I mean, to be honest with you, Every we just, we could just out. list every one of them. And if you, you guys want us to do that, like message us privately and we'll do a private show for you. But just yeah, only we're fans. on a time limit here. Uh <laughs> OnlyFans podcast. <laughs> just the voice only. Hello. Um yeah, and uh so my last episode to round it off or top five. And I know that this man is going to be very fucking happy because he's also a long-time supporter of the podcast. Would be the episode. With he's in. Podcast. He's in the numbers that we were uh, mentioning earlier on. He, yeah, he definitely is. He, to be honest, he's probably half of those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just Rupert. Uh, you know Rupert's episode. So Rupert Young, uh, the president of Q QM Barbell Queen Mary's Barbell, also a second-year university student at um, Queen Mary's University of London. Uh, or Queen Mary's St. Bart's University of London, apologies. And um, he's been weightlifting for a year, which is great. Uh, but just the kind of, some of the advice and, and experience that he's got just from his first year is far beyond the years, you know, of where yeah. he should be in terms of his development in the sport. And... I think that's really what stood out to me that he did such a good job and he, he does such a great job. He's, he's very critical of himself and, and even he will admit that, but, and that's something that we, we are working on together as obviously I'm, I'm his coach, which I'm very thankful of um, is, you know, weight, the weightlifting scene in Hong Kong is not that massive. Um, and we did go into that. We did discuss like his aspirations to kind of grow the sport in, in Hong Kong. And I think that's a super exciting thing 
to be you able to... You say that, but just to interject there, just quickly, um, especially now that I'm living at the Sports Institute, uh, two days ago, the we a Hong Kong female powerlifter just won the gold medal at the Asian Powerlifting Championships. Powerlifting is good in Hong Kong, oh. but weightlifting, not oh, so much. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. It's all the same, isn't it? <laughs> you son of a gun. And that's the episode there, guys. Thanks so much for listening to. <laughs> we um, will no longer be recording. <laughs> this is the last episode ever. Um, but no, just discussing the challenges of running a weightlifting club. You know, like I said, he's only been weightlifting for a year and he's now the president of of a university weightlifting club whilst juggling well, university. And um, guys, just go listen to it. It's so down to earth. He shares some of his experiences. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fantastic guest to get on. It was a light mood, but we actually got into some great topics, shared some of his advice, some of the things that he's, um, you know, had to kind of deal with in terms of challenges of running a club and so on and so forth. But yeah, guys, episode 27. I know that episode because it was so good. Um, <laughs> El Presidente of QM Barbell Club with Rupert Young. There you go. I really loved hearing as well, like the things that he was, you know, like actively trying to do to make his, not just the club, but the sport of weightlifting in general, kind of more inclusive and and, and affect the image that a lot of people have on weightlifting and strength sports in general. I think yeah. it was really kind of, yeah, like, you know, really good of him to be aware of that, aware of the, some of the maybe a bit more of the negative connotations and, and trying to do what he can to affect that and, and better than make it more inclusive and yeah and make it more positive you know absolutely i couldn't agree more am i meant to pick a last one now because like you... i've got loads of my <laughs> yeah yeah we got we only do five otherwise we'll be okay. here doing like top 20 and think... that'll be every episode because we've only done 35 <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, the final mention goes out to Ruth Gregory. Ooh. Also a very, very, very recent episode that we did. I think the one before the last one. Yes. Uh, Ruth is a uh, sports journalism researcher for the BBC, as well as a freelance equestrian journalist um, working for an eventful life and, and other publications within equestrian, um, equestrian sports and, you know, currently covering the FIFA World Cup, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, but, you know, um, but I just thought it was super, super interesting to have her perspective. It's coming home, by the way. I, think. I said it's I coming home. It I don't I don't know, man. I don't... Not, not to England. Not to England. It's coming home <laughs> it's, somewhere. It's going home to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way okay I, this is this goes in my top five episodes but i just sort of say and ruth if you're listening as well like she predicted that argentina wins no they're gone they're yeah. gone they're finished uh, to, honest honestly i i'm really sad that japan lost against Kurish because i think they played amazingly but and... that doesn't honestly that doesn't matter like the impact that they've left and you know the lasting image they left of themselves yeah and the legacy like that goes far beyond the yeah. fifa world cup you know? final i think it's going to be mbappe 
with France and uh, Neymar <laughs> from Brazil. The, those two are going to battle it out. Mbappe v Neymar. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo's got it. He's going to get through round 16 and then quarterfinals. Who would they be up against? I don't even know. Um, they'd be up against either England or France. Or No, they wouldn't. They'd be up against probably Spain if Morocco... Oh, if Morocco beat Spain. Unreal. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Look at, look at you talking like you know football. You know, you like how I'm just staying silent in that one. <laughs> 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 anyway, but, carry on, sorry. Anyway, going back to Ruth. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really interesting the insight from her perspective as someone who works in media. And I think when we got her on, we really wanted to get some insight and understanding on, you know, the relationship and the interaction between sports and media. And, you know, how she I think she described really well, you know, the power of of media and sports um, through broadcasting and journalism and things like that. And, but you know, how important it is that the media has this influence to push sports forwards in terms of, especially through, you know, in terms of the messaging um, and finding these stories, these kind of powerful inspirational stories of, of athletes that have, you know, gone through challenges and obstacles to get to where they are um, and be able to kind of inspire other people, everyone else watching, um, to, to you know, strive to where they want to be and show them that it's possible. Uh, you know, we, she, <laughs> I mean, we, play, we played a game on, you know, how many, how many athletes she actually mentioned, but, you know, she had, so much knowledge on you know the different stories of the athletes and and you know the inspiration and and how much they've influenced you know the kind of messaging and the stories that the media put out and then in turn how that affects and inspires and influences the viewers you know and 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 for them to see that and be like you know what like i could i could be there too uh, you know, this someone like this with, you know, we talked about Lewis Hamilton, we talked about, you know, Mike Winter and, and, and people who are out there representing, representing themselves, not just themselves and not just the sport, but also greater issues, you know, the social, political issues that we talk about within the sports and outside of it as well, and using sports as a platform, um, yeah. you know, to 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 kind of generate yeah like push forward these messages as well so yeah no it was i thought that was a really interesting episode yeah and i think just the insight of being involved in media and having you know we we and other people always talk about the media and kind of how negative it can be um at least most recently in sport and in life and so on and so forth. But I think she did a really good job of spinning a positive light on a lot of, a lot of things, you know, and that media, it does have an, it does have a responsibility to, which I think a lot of journalists forget that it has a responsibility to actually report the news unopinionated. Mm. Um, And I'm not just talking about news in general, I'm talking about sport. Uh, And, and I think it was, 
it was a great it was a really interesting again that was another episode where i just couldn't contribute because it was just fantastic like the conversation <laughs> between the two of you was just fantastic um it was it was amazing and she yeah like you said she she gave us a great some good insights there uh really enjoyed yeah, that no, i really enjoyed that conversation. really good and that yeah that rounds off i guess what we would consider our top five um Hopefully, you know, like I said before, I haven't offended yeah. anyone. Like all, all of our guests have been great. They have been. They have <laughs> genuine, been, like genuine. Not just saying. Yeah, they have been unbelievable. Um, and to be honest with you, every every episode that we've done without guests as well have been, They've been pretty solid, insightful. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what season two brings. <laughs> Season two is starting Here January. Uh, date pending, but we'll be starting back in January after a couple of weeks. Let, us, let us have a Christmas break. Yeah. Let's Celebrate enjoy our Christmas break. We'll um, be back. And on that topic, guys, one thing that we'd love to do next year is get the audience a bit more involved. And and doesn't necessarily mean bringing you guys on episodes, but, you know, recommendations. Yeah, don't topics. start messaging us and be like, oh, can we come on, can we come on the episode? Yeah. But, Come on. you know, the idea is for actually us to get around pretty much everyone that we know, because everyone that we know has a different story and a different yeah, um, experience of things, you know, whether it be struggling through weightlifting, mental health, um, eating disorders, whatever it might be. And I, I, I just hope that we're able to bring all of these people on so you can you because I feel like every episode we've had have it has at least helped one or two people, and if it has, then that's you know really the, the goal of of this episode of this podcast. Then we've won. If it has, then we've yeah. we've yeah. done what we've said. Yeah, and, and that's why we we also kind of keep going. Apart from the fact that we do love our own voices, um, a bit too much. A bit too much. I mean, uh, I love your voice too. Carl. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. I love yours too, but it will be better with a microphone. <laughs> one day see, will be a professional you'll have, podcast. you'll have to see what santa claus brings you nah nah bro stop <laughs> it come on come on um but no guys we'd love some recommendations on topics uh even guests if you'd like us to bring on specific guests we'd love that as well we do have some guests and some some ideas uh in mind and we just want to kind of get our listeners a bit more involved um, because ultimately this is not, I mean, it started off for our benefit, but I feel like now it's less for our benefit and more just topics that people have discussed and they've said, oh, this would be a good, you know, why don't you talk about this? Put this on the podcast episode. Um, so we do hit you up. Don't be nervous. The reason why we want to bring you on is because we think that you have a good story to tell the rest of the, our listeners and, and, you should be proud of that because every story that you have and every experience that you go through is individual to you. Uh, so on that, guys. On that note, Merry Christmas. A Happy New Year. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. We genuinely appreciate you. And we genuinely hope that you enjoy listening and you get something out of it. Absolutely. And we shall see you in season two in 2023. 2023. So, Yushuan, do you want to plug where people can find you? 
Yeah, so on Instagram, I am at yushuan.su.eventing. On Facebook, I am yushuan.su.eventing. And my website is suyushuaneventing.com. What about you, Connor? Mine is at Connor Lift Stuff on Instagram and at Stoic Strength Systems on Instagram. And we was also just set up a Patreon under the same name, Stoic Strength Systems. So give those a follow. I will put the links all down in the description if I figure out how to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you next time.